This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, for more information on the show, you can like us on our Facebook page. Visit us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. On the phone with me now is author Nick Stone. The title of her book is Dear Martin. In the book, Justice McAllister is at the top of his class, captain of the debate team, and set for the Ivy Leagues next year. But none of that matters to the police officer who just handcuffed him. Struggling to cope with it all, Justice starts a journal to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But do Dr. King's teachings hold up in today's modern world? It's our pleasure to welcome Nick Stone, the New York Times bestselling author of her debut novel, Dear Martin. Welcome to the show this morning, Nick. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Rodney. Oh, no problem. The book is brilliant, if you ask me. Uh, you know, oh, I have a, thanks. Well, I have a 13-year-old son, so I couldn't wait to, you know, share it with him. You know, a lot of the things that you talk about in the book, but we'll talk about that in a second here. But first of all, tell us about the book. Tell us about the book, and how did you come up with this concept for the book, um, the Dr. King connection. Yeah. Okay. So when Jordan Davis was killed in 2012, he's a young man killed in Jacksonville, Florida over the loud music. When he was killed, I had a five month old, like I had become a new mom to a little boy. And it was just this like wake up call for me, you know, to have this black kid killed because he had his music turned up too loud and somebody didn't like it. Like that was, it was just, it was very jarring. And then like, the Black Lives Matter movement, the, the hashtag kicked off when um, George Zimmerman was acquitted, but the movement kicked off after the death of Michael Brown. So it's like, it's like boom, 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 back to back. You have all of these black kids being killed. And as this mother of a black boy, it's like I had to do something just to process. So when Black Lives Matter, the movement really got going, I kept seeing people quote Dr. King in opposition to it. And that was something that just really got under my skin as a person who, like, I totally idolized him. Like, I have no problem admitting that. And to see people quote him in opposition to this nonviolent protest movement, because that's what Black Lives Matter is, um, it just didn't sit right with me. And so I decided that I really wanted to explore, like, you know, people use his teachings to kind of promote respectability politics these days. And I kind of wanted to be like, wait a minute, let's see, actually, if he were alive, let's see what happens when we apply some of these teachings. Like if I were a 17-year-old boy and I were to try to take Dr. King's teachings and apply them to my own life, what would my experience look like? And that's kind of, that, that is where the, the kind of the genesis of the novel and where it came from. Um, and it, the, the idea of the letters um, honestly just came, comes from like my years and years of journaling. Like journaling is definitely a method that I've used for a long time just to kind of process my own life and process things going on around me. Um, so you just kind of had those little collisions of things and there it is. All right. And so the book is about 17 year old Justice McAllister. Is that right? That's correct. In the opening chapter of the book, we see Justice kind of on this rescue mission. His, his ex-girlfriend has been drinking and is trying to drive her car. And his goal is to prevent her from doing that and to drive her home in her own car himself, just so that he knows that she's gotten there safe. Um, in the process of trying to get her into the car, a police officer pulls up assumes that he is trying to carjack her and arrest him on the spot without giving him a chance to explain anything. Um, and that incident is what kind of triggers him to start this social experiment where he decides he's going to try to live like Dr. King and record his, his, uh, his experiences in this journal in the form of letters. Um, and, as, and as the novel goes on, you see him facing 
all kinds of things um, that I went through, even as, like as a girl, as the, the token, if you will, because he's, he's the token in, in his school. He's one of the tokens in his school. He's a token in a lot of his experiences. And you see his view of things shift as his eyes kind of open to the reality around him. And, yeah, it gets pretty heated. Things get a little testy at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely proud of not only of the novel itself, but of, like, the response that it's gotten. Because I, I get a lot of emails and, and messages from kids who read it and love it. And, like, I get the messages from the, messages from the white kids are like, yo, this is amazing. I had never thought of this like this. Now I feel like I have such a broader perspective. The messages from the black kids are like, yo, I've never seen myself in a book before. This is the first book I've ever finished. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for writing it and for reflecting me. So it's it's been a good ride so far. Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about, you know, we're coming up on the 50th anniversary of Dr. King's death. What do young people, what do they know about Dr. King? What are you hearing from young people? They know the highlights, you know, like I, I go into these schools and that's actually one of the first questions I'll ask is like, what do y'all know about Dr. King? So they know that he was a civil rights leader. They know that he gave the I Have a Dream speech, that he won a Nobel Peace Prize, that he was a preacher. So you get all of the, the, the high points, um, but very few of them know kind of the more, the less shiny pieces like you know the fact that he was on the fbi's most watch list you know like people people have it it seems like the further and further we get from the civil rights movement the more his legacy honestly gets a bit sanitized um and it's unfortunate but that's also i something that i try to do my best to make sure that we're talking about you know the same way people oppose black lives matter and then get frustrated about kind of the unrest that's caused and the upheaval that's wrought by, by these protests and these marches, like it was the same during the civil rights movement. Actually, it was probably worse, you know, cause there weren't the same, like the protections weren't the same as they are now. Um, so just trying to make sure that these kids know more than the highlights has been interesting. Mm. Um, interesting indeed. So let me ask you this, you know, every year I do a recommended summer reading list. Of course, this book is going to make that list is on that Thank list. You. So, but I, one of the things that I struggled with, and I'll be honest with you, is at the beginning, this is my fifth year doing it. At the beginning, I would not choose a book. If it had profanity in it, it was like an ixnay on that book. I would move on. It's like, I didn't want to do that. But let's talk about the use of profanity because, and I've come to a different realization now, but let's talk about the use of profanity. You know, some young adult authors, they stay away from it, but you decided to use it in your book. Um, why was that important for this particular story for you? I just wanted it to read authentically. You know, kids cuss. They're the mm-hmm. ones reading it. You know, they're the ones I wrote it for. Mm-hmm. Um, I was dropping F-bombs in kindergarten, Rodney. Like, just being <laughs> honest. So, and, and, you know, it's what, this is one of those, those very fascinating quirks of American culture. Because this is, it's not like this. Another, and I've been, I've lived in Israel. I've visited other places. The idea of, quote, profanity, it just isn't that big of a deal um, in other places. And it's a very interesting thing to me, like this notion of very specific words um, that aren't slurs, like they're not overtly offensive to any particular group, um, but there's this idea of these these very specific words that you shouldn't use because it's taboo, but, like, of course, people use them anyway. Um, And that's really what I wanted to reflect. I wanted to reflect the vocabulary of your slightly above average black American teenager. Um, And in order to do that accurately, I just 
you know, this, this is how the kids I talk to, this is how they talk. I had to evolve into that. I know that, you know, to be realistic for kids facing certain situations or just kids out talking amongst themselves, that's how they talk. It is, exactly. And you'd be surprised at how, how much that impacts a kid's reading experience. I know there are a lot, you know, kids these days, they're just inundated with so much stuff, like so much, there's just so much stimuli everywhere. Um, and so to get a kid to sit down with this object that just has a bunch of words printed on sheets of paper, um, honestly, that's not as appealing as watching TV. Like even to me, I mean, of course, to me, I'd love to read, but like I can understand why, you know, based on how kids are growing up these days and what they're constantly surrounded by, it's not as easy to get them to pick up a book for entertainment or for pleasure as it was back when there was less for them to occupy themselves with. Um, And they're also a lot more self-aware. Kids today are a lot more self-aware. They're a lot more easily influenced by their peers and they're, they're a lot more cognitive of their own agency. Like they're, they're more aware of the fact that they do have power and that they can use that power to change their environment, if you will. And so they don't want to read books where they don't see themselves reflected. And I totally understand that. So by presenting them as they actually are, it actually it, it's helpful to these kids who, you know, typically wouldn't even pick up a book. And I've heard that from them. You know, this is like direct from the mouths, from the mouths of babes, if you will. Like they like seeing how they talk written down in a book because it validates them. Well, thank you so much. And as I mentioned earlier, the book is brilliant. There were times where, you know, they say you, there are books that you can't put down, but this was one I actually could put down. And the reason I was putting it down is because I had to think. I was thinking that's deep. Yes, that's I had to so put. Awesome. I had to put it down to kind of just take it all in and say, okay. Yes. But I just could not wait to share it with my um, my thirteen year old son. So we we talked we talked about a lot of things, and I think it's good for a, a dialogue opener for parents about Thank race. You. That is music to my ears. Thank you so much, Nick, for taking time to talk to us. And we look forward to the next book. Of course, Rodney. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Nick. All right. We've been speaking to New York Times bestselling author Nick Stone. Remember, more information about the show can be found on our Facebook page. Visit us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Like us there. You can also listen to the show anytime you like. All you have to do is go to your favorite podcast app, and there you can look for Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear again and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on your favorite podcast app. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.